This is an RNZ podcast. It's icky, it's squeamish, and no one wants to talk about it until two naked porn stars came knocking. Hiya, I'm Sue. This is Derek. We're here because your son just looked us up online, you know, to watch us. That was the arresting opening of RNZ's daily news podcast, The Detail, last Monday, all about pornography and our kids. There's increasing concern about the fact that many are seeing a lot more of it at an earlier age these days, whether they're looking for it or not, thanks to the internet. Hence that startling awareness-raising advert that you might have seen lately on TV, made for the internet watchdog safety group NetSafe. It features the porn stars popping around in person to give the parents of one young boy a heads up about what he's been up to online, much to his mortification. So he watches you online? Yeah, you know, on his laptop. iPad, PlayStation. Mm, his phone, your phone. Smart TV projector. Yeah, anyway, we usually perform for adults, but your son's just a kid. But as the details Sharon Brett Kelly went on to explain, new research shows that kid isn't alone. The classification office released a study in April. It's the third in a series over three years. Add to that a report out last week from the Broadcasting Standards Authority which says nearly 9 out of 10 children over the age of 10 said they had seen content that had upset them over the past year. And that finding from a survey of 1,100 Kiwi kids by New Zealand On Air and the Broadcasting Standards Authority is the one that made most headlines when it was released last week, as reported by TVNZ1 News. 90% of New Zealand children have come across media content that distressed them over the past year and many didn't think to click away from it. But when it comes to the media our kids are seeking out because it's what they want, well, there's a story in that too, but that one's a bit distressing for the mainstream media. For many of our tamariki, it's farewell telly and hello TikTok. The video sharing app beating both Instagram and Snapchat for the 30% of Kiwi kids who are now regulars on social media. So TikTok, for example, had it wasn't around in 2014 when we last did the usage, uh, last did the research, um, and TikTok's a huge platform for kids now. TikTok, for the uninitiated, is a video sharing app created in China eight years ago, which is used to create short song and dance and comedy and talent videos. It only launched outside China in 2017, and three months after launching in the US in 2018, it became the most downloaded app in the States. Along with the explosive popularity, though, there was a dark side. Some kids developed signs of an addiction to it, there have been privacy and cyberbullying concerns, and even instances of propaganda and misinformation propagating on it, and censorship ensuring that certain political stuff doesn't. But the real bad news for the likes of TBNZ is not that TikTok is bigger than Snapchat for our tamariki, it's that it's just one of several global online platforms that's becoming more popular than old-fashioned TV with kids here today. And the two kings of content... Netflix and YouTube, both now having overtaken traditional linear TV. And this is also bad news for the government's broadcasting funding agency New Zealand On Air, which spends $20 million of public money each year on locally made programmes and content for New Zealand kids. Back in 2016, it launched a review of that when the main TV channels like TV1, TV2 and TV3 began backing away from screening children's shows, even if the taxpayer was picking up the tab. The only free-to-air TV channel showing kids' shows in kids' time anymore is Māori Television. On Wednesday afternoons, for example, it has youth shows Grid and Swagger, followed by the long-running show in Te Reo. 
Fitiki mai e huama i tēnei rā ka te tītaki tātou ki te tokorua ko Rāua ingoa ko Viena, Rāua ko Tāniko, Nordstrom Nair, nā Rāua i timata i te pākehi e kia nei ko Soldiers Road Portraits. Two years ago, New Zealand On Air launched an online children's programme platform called Hey Hey, hosted by TVNZ On Demand, in the hope that young digital natives would watch local programmes there alongside the international ones. So, has that worked? The latest New Zealand on-air survey of 1,100 kids by Colmar Brunton found that 6- to 14-year-olds watch much more video on overseas platforms like YouTube and Netflix, and using websites and apps are the most popular activities overall. Nine in ten children also play video games, and a third of children use social media. Colmar Brunton concluded this growth has come at the expense of traditional television channels such as TVNZ2, which was the second most popular source of programmes and shows for children back in 2014. The most well-known of the New Zealand shows the kids were asked about this time round was Fanimals, a recent show designed for multimedia consumption, and the long-running What Now? But Colmar Brunton found that awareness of What Now? was only half of what it had been in 2014. The five most popular networks kids could name were YouTube, Netflix, Disney+, The Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon, none of those local. And while three-quarters of parents and caregivers agreed that it's important for their children to watch local programmes, less than half the children surveyed knew of Hey Hey, and only 17% had used it. Watching programmes and shows and using the internet are also largely solo activities, particularly as the kids get older. And with that in mind, another startling finding was that a third of parents and caregivers think that YouTube, which is mostly unregulated, is the best platform for their 6- to 14-year-olds, and 10% think Netflix is. So, as this generation gets older, will they have any interest in local media at all? Jeanette Howe is the chair of the New Zealand Children's Screen Trust, which has long advocated for a kids' TV channel. But first I asked Nicole Hoey, chief executive of Cinco Cine Film Productions, maker of the long-running show Pukana and many other local programmes for kids, who's also a former board member at New Zealand On Air. One thing I would like to say is that in terms of the research, it's already old once it's published. Do you know what I mean in terms of the world we now work and live in? I mean, the last time this research was done was six years ago, and it's great research, but the research is too far apart. What is slightly problematic with it to say that, oh, look, we're really shocked by this research. Well, none of us are. But in terms of having something that can be put in front of a government, government or in front of people that is not anecdotal. It's fantastic. Yeah, as if to make, as if to make that point, uh, yes, TikTok, uh, not even a thing yeah, back in 2014 no, when the last no. re- research was being done. Well, but... and Netflix wasn't, wasn't upon us in 2014. Netflix did not arrive in New Zealand until 2015. TikTok was just, just recent, you know, over the last, what is it, 14, 15 months? It's been um, that it's like, been that swift, hasn't it? But Jeanette, do yeah. you see this as a worry? I mean, that shift away from the the free to air TV channels as we knew them, you know, the traditional ones, that seems to be speeding up. That's what the research shows. Two three years ago, this was happening. You can only have to look at television ratings to find that. I think it has to be remembered too that children's local content has basically disappeared from free to air platforms as well in New Zealand. So there's no alternative, basically. And then I think it's one of discoverability, finding local kids' content. What's important is that parents and kids in the survey are still saying that they value local content. And I think really we have to kind of work out better how we deliver it to them. 
Yeah, well, Jeanette, you backed uh, Hey Hey when it was introduced as a platform that's uh, online uh, and ad-free for kids. Um, But this survey seems to show it hasn't cut through that well in the two years it's been up. Half of children say they've heard of it, age 6 to 14. Uh, Only 17% say they've used it. Perhaps it just can't cut through with those, you know, the heavy presence of the likes of YouTube, Netflix, and, you know, surge of popularity of something new on the scene like TikTok. You know, those international platforms um, and global shows have a lot of money behind them. That they're easy to find, um, and and you stick with them because there's a lot of choice in that content once you're there. And I think Hey Hey really um, to thrive basically needs more funding. It needs to be more discoverable, and and there needs to be more choice of content once kids find it. I think the move to TVNZ on demand is possibly going to help. I think they've already seen that um, it's gone from 2% to to 9% um, in terms of cut through and and streaming has doubled. But still, uh, there's a long way to go. It's just a a, a very small seed in a very um, populated garden. You know, um, in terms of children's television being known on free to air, Māori Television runs and runs a very uh, comprehensive children's television viewing, viewing on on Māori Television and on the Federal Channel in the morning and the afternoons. It's all it's all pushed at Tamariki and then Tarangatahi. So it hasn't disappeared from totally from the screens. Federal Māori is still uh, uh, programs are still very, very much at the forefront of free-to-air advertising with Māori Television Service. In terms of Hey Hey, in the first year, the, the Hey Hey uptake wasn't too bad, to be really honest, but it wasn't, you know, like it's discoverability, but, but the, reality, the reality is it's got to be aggressively marketed in the digital world. It's no point, you know, to flower it's this. It's actually aggressive marketing and targeted marketing is what's needed. And I agree, Nicole. Um, I see that Māori television has a great band of children's programming and, you know, it's still supporting it and values it, and that's fantastic. Um, I just think it's, you know, disappeared from the other free-to-air channels. After years of advocating for uh, a dedicated TV channel, suddenly during the lockdown... We had one because of the need to support online learning in schools and so on. Um, Jeanette, was that a case of like where there's a will, there's a way? And actually, that's something that could have been done a long time ago. And would it have made a difference now uh, in the sorts of findings that we've had in this research um, if, if there'd been one, two, three, four, five years ago? Absolutely. And I think international research shows that uh, where there are local channels like CBBs, um, it's holding its own, uh, the linear channels against, you know, the Netflix, etc., which we... Are they holding their own? I don't. I'm sure. Well, I, I don't. You know, the reality is. I mean, we've actually got to recognise our our kids and and the generations. You know, our, our two generations back are digital natives. They do not. If you've got kids in your inside your whanau watching, they do not watch television. You see, you walk, you only need to walk out on the streets when you go walking early in the morning. Kids have got little they're, they're, the iPhones in front of them that they're pushing, and they're all they're about. 12, maybe 12, 14, 15 months old, they know how to push the screens. It's touch. They can move it. They don't have to use their remote control, which is television. You have uh, Pukana on Facebook as well, don't you? So you, oh, you get an audience through that? Anywhere we can put it. I mean, yeah. Pukana, you know, we, compared to our linear views on MTS, it's, I mean, it's all part of the, of the same package. Our package is about 
differently to to other other shows is, is about getting Te Reo Māori out wherever anybody will watch Te Reo Māori. We put it everywhere. I totally agree, and that's why we advocated that Hey Hey was a digital platform, because we know kids have moved. However, it is about visibility and discoverability, and there need to be multiple endpoints. They need to be able to find more than one program that interests them when they're going online. And, and I mean, that's what keeps them there. You know, I think it is about priorities, and I think there needs to be recognition that, you know, it's still valued by parents uh, and by kids, and we know that. Um, um, what about that finding, though, Jeanette, that more parents trust YouTube? Um, than, than some TV channels, you know, which is a largely unregulated kind of a platform and more than half of kids interacting with it daily in the survey between 6 and 14. Is that a concern for you that, uh, or, or should it be a concern for media companies more broadly? What's happened is that in that time frame, YouTube Kids has come on board, um, which has got safeguards in place. And I think parents have started to trust YouTube, it's now, you know, it's just so ubiquitous. And I think it's more about looking at when kids are on YouTube, uh, when they're looking for other content. And I think um, there's emotional scheduling involved. You know, at certain times of the day, kids come home from school. Um, I've seen research from Dubbit which shows that then they're most likely to be on their devices, you know, following up recommendations from friends, looking for, you know, their favourite YouTube star. Later on, they might be looking for different kinds of content. So it's not a one-stop shop. There is still an opportunity for local content to be found and enjoyed by kids. So, Nicole, kids clearly drifting towards global digital platforms for a lot of their content and screen time. Parents seem not that bothered if they're happy for them to be on YouTube if we take that finding about trust in the platforms uh, from this recent New Zealand On Air survey. Are we going to grow up with a generation that really isn't that bothered about whether they have locally owned and regulated homegrown media outlets or not, or will they just adapt to those and, and want those to be there when they're older? Um, I think I think in, in terms of locally owned uh, broadcast outlets, we, the adapting needs to be done there. You know, the conversation we're running at the moment is the audience isn't in control. We're actually the audience is now in control in this digital world. So we have to think very differently about how how our local broadcasters, or they have to think differently about how they are going to now continue to garner their audiences. Well, Jeanette, what do you think this means for the way that New Zealand On Air parcels out you know, public money, so 15 uh, million and above? It's a substantial slice of the public spend. Well, what's the best use of it, bearing in mind children are drifting to these global digital platforms? Well, I think we still have to... Um kind of say we value kids' content, um, we think it should be there for them. Otherwise, we just hold up our hands and say, well, it's all too hard and and um, and give up. I think New Zealand On Air are reviewing their children and youth media strategy, and I think it look, has to look at how best to get that content in front of kids. And I think it just comes down to discoverability and choice and making sure that there's content for all ages and stages, that it's where children are. The onus is on us to make sure it's there. Um, and, you know, kids are definitely leading the way in terms of how they view and discover content. They need to be able to discover it. Nicole, do you also fear possibly a future where you know kids and their parents today grow up, get older, um, without really being connected to, you know, domestically owned, operated New Zealand Kiwi media outlets? 
I, I really do believe that, that, that with children, that should be the first port of call that our show's gone. But we need the rights released a lot earlier as producers to be able to gain traction to put to put them up onto other platforms as well, but it's got to be done at New Zealand on air. And you know the, the, the rights that the television channels often ask for a, a license period, a one year exclusive with a further two years non exclusive. They want the digital rights. You see, this is where it's all tied up about getting traction and getting viewership. So what happens is yes, the programs like Animals and that that have a television release do do better online. Takaro Tribe our, our um, our little peepee show, which is on, which is in Te Reo Māori and bilingual, does does much better when it's on, a on on MTS and on television New Zealand. But then we then drive, then drives to the big long compilations that are on our, on our YouTube um, kids channel. We need to have our local broadcasters. But how are they going to be broadcasting in the future? You know, like we know touch screens are the way of the future. It means older people too. So all those sort of things that we need to need to have really open conversations about and actually collaborate. At the moment, we're still in silos. It's them over there, us as opposed to actually sitting down and having truthful conversations with with New Zealand the broadcasters saying, actually, no, you know, funding-wise, we're going to go this way, and we're going to, we're going to, you know, we need the big two million dollar project or whatever, so that we get continual minutes that hit up, that are always coming up, 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 and we're going to release it on television first, and two hours later, we're going to put it onto digital platforms. That's the type of thinking that needs to move. We need to move forward with. Well, that's the point I was trying to make before, Nicole, is that I think linear TV, especially where there's a digital divide, still has a place. And I think it's interesting that the education department, talking about silos, were the department that um, popped up the home learning channels during COVID-19. And I think that there was, you know, I haven't seen the figures, but um, it'd be interesting to see the figures in terms of the uptake. And a lot of the content from Hey Hey um, and you know, found its way onto those channels and people knew about them. And I think it's that visibility and discoverability that we're missing at the moment. Really, if we can um, prioritise kids, because we're, we're looking at serving audiences now and creating audiences for the future. And that really can only be done with a comprehensive strategy and funding. That was Jeanette Howe, chair of the New Zealand Children's Screen Trust, and we also heard there from Nicole Hoey, the chief executive of Cinco City Film Productions, makers of the long-running show on Māori television, Pukana, and many other local programs for kids.